This principle of success is called the Mastermind Principle. The, 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 the Mastermind Your Life Podcast. Podcast. If you're wanting to realize your ideas, goals, and dreams, and on the journey of masterminding your life, it's time for the podcast made just for you. This is the Mastermind Your Life Podcast with Tolu Owoyemi. Owoyemi. going on my masterminders welcome to another episode of mastermind your life we got will roundtree in the house we basically have a credit legend he's been doing this since 2008 i'm talking about look he's a ceo of easy funding full-time ceo the shit they don't tell you the podcast his book is also out credit is king transforming your credit to royalty if there's anything about credit that you need to understand this is the man you need to tap into. Subscribe to his YouTube channel. Subscribe to his podcast. You guys will get all access to that. But Will, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, King? Man, first of all, thank you for that introduction. Uh, I appreciate being here. I'm extremely humble. And uh, man, I'm ready to jump right into it. First of all, we want to say thank you because if you didn't take the time out to sacrifice, to discipline, you know, to pitch yourself in those positions whereby you were able to become valuable to people, we wouldn't be having this conversation today. So, thank you. Hey, the pleasure's all mine. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. So, let's start off with this. Who is Will? You know, for those that don't know, those that are tuning in, who is Will? Man, I'm just like everybody who's probably watching this. You know, I, I from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Born and raised, uh, I graduated high school in Kosciuszko, Mississippi. Most wow. people probably never even heard of that place. Uh, after graduation in 1997, so y'all can probably guess my age, moved back to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But I was told, just like most people, go to school, get good grades to get that good job. Mm. I tried that, found out that that wasn't for me. Actually started going to college, thought I was going to be uh, a computer engineer, a computer science or something in computers. And I remember being in my economics class and finding out that the path I was on was not going to make me a lot of money. So wow. I dropped out of college uh, and was trying to find my way and actually started working. And I was working at a company, thought I was going to retire there. Uh, and one day after about seven years of working there, the company shut down. Didn't know what I was going to do. I actually had to move back in with my parents at the age of 24. So can you imagine being 24 years old? Uh, moving your big screen TV into your parents' house. <laughs> you know wow. what I'm saying? And so, uh, so fast forward, I got into entrepreneurship by the way of network marketing. And so mm. I got into network marketing, didn't make any money, but it taught me personal development. And so through that personal development, once I started to learn about understanding credit, because I had a, a mentor who taught me, he said, Will, and this was in 2003, he said, Will, wow. eventually credit will become the new dollar. Didn't mm. know what he meant by that. 2005, I moved to Las Vegas. And let me tell you, I quickly found out why he said that. I couldn't rent an apartment. Uh, I couldn't buy a car without putting down a huge down payment or calling to get a co-signer. And so I started to learn that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. So I was going insane. So I'm like, why, why is it that life is set up this way? was because I mm. didn't understand credit. My credit was bad. So I took it upon myself to learn everything that I can about credit. And this was before social media. This was before Google. I remember going to the uh, Internet Cafe across wow. the street from UNLV, trying to find information on the Internet, and it was very little. And so then I decided to go to the library and start learning and researching about credit. But I still, at that point, didn't even know what a credit report was. So I remember mm. I applied for an auto loan, and when he told me, you know, what the result was, I, you know, asked for a copy of the report. He reluctantly gave it to me, and then that kind of like took me down this rabbit hole of really understanding credit. And wow. it wasn't until I started really diving in and understanding the strategies of Robert Kiyosaki when he used to always talk about OPM. You know, we didn't know what that term was back in 2005, but as I started to learn about credit, I started to understand he was talking about OPM, other people's money. But in mm. order to get other people's money, you got to have good credit. 
So I started to learn not just about credit, but then the power of leveraging credit, which is what wealthy people do, because when wealthy people leverage other people's money, they don't pay taxes on that money because it's not considered income. So I just started learning all of these different new concepts. And so once I was able to learn these things, I was able to go from being homeless to purchasing my home. I bought a, a newer vehicle with no money out of pocket. And I wow. said, you know what? I have to share this information. So I really just went out, not trying to sell credit repair, but mm. really just share information with, with, with people no different than if I shared a nice, uh, a cool movie or a, 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 a good rap album that I listened to. I just started <laughs> sharing the benefits of what credit can do because let's let's be honest, Nobody was teaching us this information. I didn't learn it at home, didn't learn it in school. They never talked about it in my one and a half year in college. So uh, that's pretty much, if we fast forward, how, how my journey began. Yeah, and you. what's interesting is that a lot of people, we weren't raised with, oh, this is what credit does, and this is how you utilize it, and this is leverage, and OPM. And, uh, there's a lot of information surrounding credit. Why, why do you think when we look at our community as an overall, it seems like credit is almost like that escape route. Like that's like the launch pad to success. It's almost like if you don't have credit some way, shape, form, or manner, you, you're not gonna get to that success. So why do you think there's this obsession with credit in our community? And it's even, this is growing more and more as time goes on. Well, for one, it's the cheat code. I tell people when you understand credit, but not just from a standpoint of, hey, let me fix my credit to buy a house. When you truly understand what credit was used for, Jay-Z said, how do you think they built it? Credit. And so once you understand that that's the cheat code, that's why it became popular. But then how we do it with everything in our community, we make it look sexy. And so we, we that's right. show people the lifestyle that can be garnered by understanding credit, but it's not the credit itself that creates the lifestyle, it's understanding the power of using credit. So for example, I started to learn that I can get a line of credit and use that to go and buy an income producing asset. Mm. I bought my very first investment property using a credit card. So imagine utilizing something that has been bastardized as a negativity, because keep in mind, our parents told us credit was bad. Exactly. So those credit cards were the devil and it was evil. No, the credit isn't bad. It's people who, who are irresponsible with money. It's people mm. who are irresponsible with credit that makes it bad. And so once I learned, once I started to understand these strategies, I was able to get a line of credit, invest it into an income producing asset. And then I started to understand this is what Robert Kiyosaki talked about. I'm able mm. to use the bank's money, which is debt, because we only look at the word debt. I'm able to go and purchase some debt, which is the property, but then that property is not only paying me a monthly income, it's also servicing the debt from the line of credit. And that's, that's right. how wealth is created. Like I often tell people, when you learn how to manage debt, you will always make money. That's why the country doesn't care about the debt it's in, because the more debt that's created, the more money that the wealthy make. And we have to start understanding these concepts everything in life are about concepts. See, we try to learn, we, we try to go through life off of theory. Meaning, mm. hey, if I'm a good person, if I work really hard, if I learn about history and arithmetic and algebra, I'll be, I'll be successful. No, that's a theory. But when you understand concepts, you'll always make money. Now, let's break that down even a little. You said concepts, right? So when you say concepts, do you mean as in the original idea as to like how it was meant to be utilized and how it's being used in the systems today? Absolutely, because if you think about it, the concept of credit, the, the, the methodology of credit is negative in our community. That's right. So when we look at the concept of how credit has been uh, 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 taught to us, primarily black in, 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 in Hispanic communities, mm -hmm. why are most black and in Hispanic and minority communities struggling? Because we haven't been taught the proper concepts on how to create wealth. So mm -hmm. then when we look at how the concept of how wealth is created, think about it. So when you, when, when anytime, like, so let's say that a, a, a company goes and purchases a, a building. 
Are they paying cash for that building? No. No. What are they doing? They're leveraging somebody else's money. So they go and get debt to acquire debt, which is the building, and then that that asset makes money for them and services the debt where they borrowed the money from. So I, I broke this down into two different concepts, Kane. So we have what is called abstract concepts, and then we have what are called concrete concepts. See, we've only been taught concrete concepts. Why? Mm. Because when we think of concrete, we think of strong. And I'll give you an example. Now, you, if you say what's one plus one, we know that that's two. That's, that's a right. concrete concept. Or if we look at it from the opposite end, if you have five acres of land, can you take seven acres out of that five? No. No. So that's a concrete concept. And that's how most of us have been conditioned. Now, mm. but if we understand how wealthy people think or high functioning individuals think, typically executives or people who are creatives, we understand abstract concepts. I'll give you an example. Let's say you have ten. Let's say you have uh, uh, ten dollars in the bank, but you yeah. want to go and borrow twenty. Most people will say that's not possible, but an abstract concept will say it is possible. I'll just have to pay the fee and I'll overdraw my account. Okay, mm. so you go. You have ten dollars in the bank. I withdraw twenty, so I'm negative ten. But here's how abstract thinkers think. I'll take that $20 and go and turn it into 50. So now that 50 is used to pay off the negative 10. Now my account is back to zero, but then I'm still up 40 bucks. Exactly. That's an abstract concept. And that's exactly how credit works. I'm willing to go and, 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 and set up what is called structured debt. Structured debt means that you have debt that is that that you create because you have a predictability factor on how to make money off that debt. That's an abstract concept, but because it's so foreign to us in our community, we just assume, hey, I only have $10 in my bank account. I can only get 10. No, mm. you just don't know enough about enough. And that's why concepts are so important. Extremely powerful. And one thing, even, you know, when you talk about that abstract and the ability to say, hey, look, I got $10, but I'm going to go use this to go get that 50 and then pay that off so I have 40 left. That's an extremely powerful concept because if you say you had 10 grand, but you went to go get 50 or you have 100, that's the difference between an uh, apartment complex, commercial real estate, you know, uh, how many trucks are in your fleet, you know, being able to uh, buy stocks in the business. So that really opens up the door. And one thing that you said was uh, being able to get something predictable. And I think that's something that really throws people off because it's like, okay, I got the funding. I got the business funding. Now the plan, what have you seen are like the successful individuals that when they had the funding, what, what, what about what it was what they were doing allowed them to be successful in order to generate that because you can somebody can give you a bag of 50k 100k 25k tomorrow but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're able to flip that or you're able to go ahead and, and push it to the next level so what have you seen from these individuals that you worked with what structures or what kind of like systems or ideas that they put into play that allowed them to um, generate income no, great question. Well, here's why most people fumble the bag, because they use their money for testing. Mm. Here's what I mean. We'll get a fifty we'll get fifty thousand or a hundred thousand and we'll go get a daiquiri a, a daiquiri shop. Wow. There's no predictability there. One, your daiquiris may be nasty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Two, you have no proof of concept. Three, you may not even understand how to run a business. Mm. my money is something that's predictable i.e. and this is why they say there's a difference between rich people habits and poor people habits poor people test things out rich people park their think park their money into to predictable uh, uh streams of revenue real estate is a predictable stream of revenue so i know that i can go and purchase this this dwelling for x amount of dollars and it's going to make me x amount of monthly revenue 
but we'll go and test something out that we have no way of knowing what the predictability factor is. So going back to the scenario, let's say you want to start a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yes, you may know how to make very great cakes and bake pies and do all these things, but can you go get a client? Do you know mm-hmm. how to run a business? Do you understand market research? You know, versus everybody needs somewhere to live. That's right. Everybody. Everybody. This is why McDonald's has a, a, a concept that will always make them money. It's not about the hamburgers. McDonald's makes their money off of the real estate. It's a predictability factor. So even if you invest in a McDonald's, your McDonald's could fail horribly. But guess what? They're still going to make money off the real estate that you have to purchase from them. And this is why people fumble when they get capital because they're trying, they're using the money for testing as opposed to something that has a predictability. So what I've learned to do is, is I invest in things that give me a predictable income. And then I maybe you can use that money to go and test the new industry. Mm, wow. But at least I know that my initial investment is secure here because I'm getting X amount of dollars every single month, no matter what the market does. Because here's the second factor to that. Why I love real estate. Name one time that there's been a recession where rents have went down. I, I went. I know there was the crash of uh, 2008, but I don't know if the rents went down back the then. Rent, but... The rents never went down. Mm. Again, it's a predictability factor. This is why we have to learn these concepts and why we have to invest in real estate. Think about, we just came out of a pandemic. That's right. We've never witnessed in our entire generation. Did rents go up or down? In fact, the government came in and subsidized from what I remember. They subsidized, but now what's happening after the subsidy? Rents have went up by almost 50%. That's right. in In some dwellings, in some markets. Again, a predictability factor. And so what we have to start to understand is that when the real estate helps to hedge inflation, think about it. The loan, mm. so if I have money, my dollar is worth less and I pay taxes on it versus I dump my money into real estate. One, I can always borrow against that asset and tax free. Plus, I'll always make a predictability income off of that real estate. And rents don't go down. They always continue to go up. go up. So again, but these are all concepts. Yeah. And I love the energy behind the conviction because when you're talking about it, I could tell that this is tested. This is true. Like it's not theory. Like you said, this is something that your concrete is abstract and you put into action. And we're seeing that explosion of real estate too, as well. You know, there's so many people, NJ flipping guy, DJ Envy, Jay Morrison, Doug Pete, as many names as you can put out there, Tony the Closer, when it comes to uh, real estate. But I think one thing that is key uh, that you talked about, and I think it's key for all people that are listening, for even those that are there, you said that, you know, when you first started off in the book, Full Time CEO, the shit they don't tell you, that you didn't necessarily have access to all these high powered CEOs and the people that are, you know, killing the game. but you dwelled into books. You went to the libraries, you went to these cafes and you just threw, made sure you consumed that information. Talk about what kind of books we should be reading. Like for those that are like new to entrepreneurship, those that are maybe first year, second year, third year, what kind of books do you recommend they read? So I can tell you right now, I'm reading a book, The the Science of Success. Ho, 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 ho. Uh, who is that by? This is by Wallace Waddles. Yes, Wallace Waddles. And uh, okay. I, I've listened to one or two of his audiobooks. And so once I started to learn that there's a science behind everything, think about it. So I often equate the wealth journey to a health journey. There's a science to getting in shape. What is that <clears> science? Take, take your body sock, your, your body type, height, age, weight, figure out what your macros are, meaning how many calories that you have to consume every day. And if That's you right. want to lose weight, you go into a caloric deficit. That's the science. 
It's not about cardio and eating salad every day and all of this stuff. Like there's an exact science. Same thing when it comes to making money and building wealth. There's an exact science. Now, unfortunately, a lot of the science are in what? They're in books. We don't like to read. But guess what? They've made it so simple. They have audio books, <laughs> you know? Everything. But, and so some of my earlier books, it wasn't even necessarily about like wealth. It was about me changing the way I think first. So mm. I read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I read the book, Think and Grow Rich. Hence the word, think and grow rich. You have to mm. think it first. I That's read right. the book, uh, uh, Who Moved My Cheese? I read the book, uh, uh, um, you know, um, uh, Power of Focus. Uh, 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 you know, seven habits of highly effective people. Like I've read all of the personal development books, but it, it, it starts off by us first understanding how to change our level of thinking. Because here's the thing: most people will never ever believe that they'll be successful. I don't care wow. how bad people say they want it. I don't care how many vision boards and dream boards they make. Most people never really see it. Why is that? Because most people have never been in a position where they've made any real money. Mm. Remember, we've been conditioned, go to school, get good grades and get a good job. And then when that job doesn't pay us enough money, what do we do? We go back to school or we go get a second job. That's right. Not knowing that profits are better than wages. So we have to start learning how to create profits. But you have to change the way you think before you even get to that point. Why is that? Because we've been conditioned all our life to trade time for money. Meaning, hey, if I work X amount of hours, I should make, I already know how much I'm going to make. Not knowing the way to make more money is to become more valuable in the marketplace. So when you have a specialized uh, uh, val a specialized marketability, this is why someone who's a speaker can charge upwards of six figures to go and speak for an hour because That's of right. their value in the marketplace. So a lot of my earlier books were about me changing the way I think first. It had nothing to do with me learning real estate. It had nothing to do with me learning credit because in order to be proficient and great at those things, you have to be somebody who people are attracted to. So there's right. so I mean, I could we could have a whole nother podcast just on about becoming. And that's why the movies like The Secret and all in manifestation, like really all of that is where that derived from. But it all starts with changing who you are as a person, because here's the thing. People remember me as being the college dropout. People mm. remember me for being the knucklehead in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. People remember me having to move back into my parents' house. People remember me having to sleep in my parents' basement. People remember my car being repoed. They remember me being homeless. So I had to become somebody completely different here before I can show them why I'm not that will anymore. And you only learn that by reading books and changing how you think and, and actually executing those principles. Because I know a lot of people that's read a lot of books and they're still the same person. Exactly. Now, one thing that is incredible, right, is the fact that you've been able to take this knowledge and execute on it. But even through that journey, right, of executing, because obviously there was something that motivated you. How did you stay? There's so many distractions nowadays. Everybody wants a piece of your time. Somebody wants to get booed up. Somebody wants things to drag you down, drag you back, negative influences. How did you condition and discipline yourself whereby you were able to stay away from those and keep on that upward trajectory that you're on? So, our, great question. So, I remember watching an interview with uh, Tyler Perry once. And he said... Hitting rock bottom was the best thing that happened for him. Wow. Because it's nowhere else to go but up. Mm. See, people don't, most people may not know my story. Like, it was a point where I was sleeping in my car. There was a point where I was I was renting, a, a, out here in Las Vegas, they call them weeklies, which is basically a ran down motel room, where I mm. used to sleep on the floor. My grocery shopping list consisted of top ramen and cereal every day. I didn't, I didn't have a bed. I used to sleep on top of bath towels. So it's something about never wanting to go back to that situation again. That'll keep you motivated. You know, I understood the sacrifices that needed to be made, but then I also knew that that was temporary. You know, I never wanted to, 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 to be in a position where 
I'm 25, 26 years old and I can't even keep my cell phone active at that time. You know, so my motivation and discipline came from me not me having a taste of what the bottom felt like. And sometimes that's why I believe people have to go through things. And when I did my TEDx talk, it was about the power of failure. Mm. The reason most people will never become successful is because they're scared to go and fail. So when I hear people, when I'm asking in front of rooms, hey, why are we scared to go after our dreams? And they're like, oh, well, because we're scared to fail. That lets me know right there that they don't want it bad enough. Because how do you know if something doesn't work? Like, how do you know that you don't know how to ride a bike if you don't fall? Mm. You see what I'm saying? But then by falling, you understand, okay, now I know what not to do. I know that, uh, you know, if I start this business, I know not to focus on just trying to sell my friends, family, and relatives. Most of them aren't going to support you anyway. I know to not do homeboy business. I know to actually have a, a, a an actual LLC. I know to set up a business bank account. I know. So you learn these things by going through those experiences. But then I also, I always dispel the myth of fear. See, I was never scared to fail. But see, it's interesting how we say we're scared to fail in business, but what's the worst that can happen? Exactly. Like we fail every single day that we haven't accomplished what we said we were going to accomplish at the at the beginning of every year for the past 10, 15 years. So what is it that we're really scared of? And so that's what helped me keep my vision and my focus, because I, I never wanted to go back to that. And that's why I work so hard now, because no matter which path I take. Yeah. Both paths are hard. The path of discipline or the path of regret. Both of them are going to be hard. Yeah, and the regret is something whereby it's a poison that it destroys your soul, it destroys your mind, your spirit, because it builds up over time. And uh, it's one thing that I'm excited about talking to you is that you've embodied these things at an extremely high level. So, you know, the people that are around you, first of all, they have to be a certain type of caliber in order to be around you because... You're not the, the frequency not going to be able to match with those that are really not thinking about, you know, taking action, positive type of future and how they're going to go and orientate themselves towards that. One thing I know we're kind of going off topic a bit, but the routine, because even things like this, right, to be able to relentlessly show up as that high functioning, you know, the mindset, the entrepreneurial caliber, you know, and being able to navigate this world and build not only build but to impact you know as all the countless people that you've been able to impact what does your routine consist of that allows you to be in that zone that allows you to be that will that is able to get those things done no that's a very good question a lot of it comes by you know one insulating yourself with people who are also high functioning and high frequency individuals like you say i i started to learn probably like within the past five years, people either like me or they hate me. Mm. <laughs> and, and it's not a hate that I'm a bad person. Like people don't like positive people. That's like, true. Like, Sometimes it, it's, like it, that. It, it, it's intimidating. And I remember putting a post up on uh, my Facebook one day and saying that, you know, it's interesting that the more positive my outlook came, the more people started to unfollow me. The more people started to block me on social media. And it's wow. because people are so wrapped up in their lifestyle of regrets that they're, it, it, it bothers them. And so right. I'm never come and, and, and I'm not like the preacher that's in your face and saying, hey, you need to do this and do that. But like you say, it's really hard to be around high energy and high functioning individuals, because if, if that's something that you're not, it exposes you. Because here's the thing, everybody's the man or the one man in their house. But once you get around real individuals, you get exposed. And so that shrinks people and people run away from that, especially if they're playing with their potential. So my routine every day is really focusing on always bettering will by reading books, by working on my health, by 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 my mitigating distractions. Like prime example, when I go on social media, I don't scroll. I don't mm. follow blog sites. I don't follow a bunch of celebrities. Why? Because we then wrap ourselves up in the mirages or the manufactured moments that they create. And then we start to think that our life is, is horrible. Wow. Well, that's a distraction. 
It's certain television shows I don't watch. It's certain music that I stop listening to. There's certain type of events. Now, I'm not saying that I don't like to live and I don't like to go out or have an adult beverage. And I'm not saying that I'm holier than thou, but I've learned to be able to shut off certain distractions that don't participate to the better to the betterment of who Will Roundtree is looking to become every day. So my routine is really to try to navigate through the BS of life and, 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 and create this and really just create my own level of utopia that works for me. And you really have to go through life to figure out what that looks like for you as an individual. Amazing. Uh, you know, one of the key things that we see high functioning entrepreneurs from the Tony Robbins to the Damon Sharks to just about anybody that's 50 cents, they talk about this key called visualization. You know, they take some time out, they think about, they envision a future. What does that future look like to you that you're driving towards? And just describe that for us. Oh yeah, man, absolutely. So, so I remember doing vision boards before it became popular. Wow. So I can even remember one of my very first goals is I, I, I wrote a check out to myself for $15,000. This was in 2009 and mm. I dated it for 2011. And I said, I want to be able to cash this check without my bank account going negative or me being arrested for check fraud. So, <laughs> so so I've always believed in uh, uh, creating visualizations mm. to make it obtainable. I remember I used to go in and look at homes that at that time I couldn't afford. I used to go and test drive the cars that I used to say one day I'm going to buy this vehicle. I used to always act as if I was the executive that I wanted to become. That wow. visualization is extremely important because I remember about 15 years ago, there was a study done by Harvard Business School. And they took 100 of their students who from a graduating class and they did, they conducted an experiment and they said, hey, we want you guys to write your goals down and then we're gonna come back in 10 years and see where everyone was at. Wow. Well, 10 years later, they came back and only 3% of people actually accomplished their goals. And do you know that the determining factor was the 3% were those who wrote them down every single day. Mm. I have I have probably 15 journals over the course of my, you know, journey where every single day I would it, it was almost like my diary, I guess, or a journal, whatever terminology you want to use and I would always write down what my goals were. Hey, I'm going to be debt free. Hey, this is how much I'm going to weigh one day. Hey, I'm going to be able to have this much in a bank account. Hey, I'm going to drive this vehicle. Hey, I'm going to live in this neighborhood. Hey, I'm going to travel to these places. Hey, this is what my business. Like I used to write this down every single day because here's what happens. Our minds are so powerful. It starts to believe it. And then you start to create and do the activity it takes to actually accomplish that. Exactly. But most people never execute. And the first level of execution is just writing it down. We think it's corny. And this is why for those who've ever been to any of my live events, if it's something that I know that's going to be beneficial for you, I'll say, hey, write this down. Change the way you think. Hey, write this down. Learn the power of leveraging credit. And so I, I, I'm very uh, uh, proactive when it comes to writing things down, because imagine if you got a brand new house built from the ground up. And the contractors and the architect came and said, hey, we're here, we're ready to start your house. And you're like, okay, where's the blueprint? Oh no, I got it all up here. How comfortable would you feel with them building your house? Not comfortable at all. So how could we have a blueprint of success and we've never written down what we wanna go after? We don't wow. even know what it looks like. We don't even know what it's, where to start. Incredible. Your, your goals, that's your blueprint. You have to write it down incredible and i think one thing that is so important you know being able to look at those goals and focus on them uh people are oftentimes afraid to seek that which is greater than them they they kind of cut the hedges you know they say hey look that that's not me i'm not that type of person but i think one thing that you said here that is so important is like the writing it down and the actual like just reciting it, you know, focusing on it, is that it eventually becomes your subconscious because the subconscious is really what determines 
your future. It that's they say that the conscious is like ten percent or like three percent. The subconscious is the rest. That's like the software. That's the that's the real operator. Because a lot of times our habits, the way we think, and stuff like that, it really is derived from our subconscious. So the ability to focus on the conscious, you're doing like writing it down. You programming your mind okay i'm going to react whenever these situations come i'm going to have the house i'm going to be debt free you're, you're, so the frequency and those thoughts they they impact everything the people you meet in the room okay i'm going to be debt free okay talk to john Malik. talk to abraham you know this thing talk to these people and it creates that reality and i think one thing that is it, interesting is that Yo, as a man thinking in his heart, so is he, you know, so we're seeing individuals that are happy with their lives, that are unhappy with the future, but it's like you thought yourself into that position and you allowed yourself to be in that position. What would be some, those people that are stuck in that, man, you know, this is it, what would you, or let's say they were in a similar situation, right, whereby they was homeless eating top ramen if you could go back in time and talk to that young will and be like hey this is what i want you to do what advice would you give keep going like most people get stuck because they're stuck they stop moving mm. like think about a fighter okay uh, uh, what makes a great fighter what makes them a great technician is the muscle memory but that muscle memory comes and, it, and it's, it, it reminds me of, a, oh, I think it was a Bruce Lee quote. I never fear, and I'm paraphrasing, I never feared the man that knows 10,000 kicks. I fear the man who knows, who practiced one kick 10,000 10, times. times. <laughs> because what happens is, is the subconscious then takes over for that muscle memory. And like you said, that's 90%. So most people get stuck because they, they just get stuck. And now they're like, okay, but do something, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's the thing. And so even going back to the parallel of health and wealth, you can lose weight by just walking. So imagine if you didn't know what to do from a workout standpoint on losing weight, but all you have to do is go out the house and just walk every day before you learn how to do count your calories, before you learn how to lift weights, just go walking. But most people never uh, lose weight because they just get stuck because they don't know what to do. So that's the exact same parallel when it comes to like wanting to change your life. We just get stuck. Mm. So pick up a book, go listen to an audio, go 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 register for a, a, an event. They have something called Meetup.com or something. I forgot the name of the website. You can join online uh, virtual classes for free to learn about everything, real estate. Uh, uh, NFTs, crypto, all of these different things. YouTube.com. Like, I remember if you got in my car at one point, you never would listen, you would never hear music in my vehicle. Mm. I was listening to YouTube University every day, listening to the Jeff Olsons, listening to the Jim Rohns, listening to the Les Browns, listening to the Tony Robbins, listening to the Eric Thomases. Like, this is who I listen to every day. So, yes. Although I may not have known how to go purchase a piece of real estate, but I just got active because when you get active, then you can get activated. That's, and that's right. the difference. And, and, and so most people are stuck because they're just stuck. They just say, oh, well, I just won't do nothing. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. No, just go do something. Go do something. Is And that's how you get unstuck. So what I would tell my older self is just keep going. Keep going. Amazing. What are some of the biggest benefits that you've seen, right? Not only in your life, but I think one thing that is great is that you then become a powerful conduit to impact the lives of those that care about you, watch your videos, come into your surroundings, or are introduced via somebody else too. But when you began to Jim Rom, the Bob Proctors, the Les Brown, the ETs, you know, these guys are deeply psychological in that, you know, the positive mindset, you know, techniques, you know, traditions. So they're mentally priming themselves. What were the results that you started seeing in your life? Man, the first thing was just my own personal situation, meaning like I, I 
say this. I still I still had challenges going through this journey, but I was able to come up out of them. So for wow. an example, I remember I invested into a business back in 2013 and lost everything. Ooh. Everything. But guess what? It took me 12 months to come out of that. And then I was able to make over uh, $378,000 that first year. Mm. Why? Because of the habits that I created up until that point. So that's the first, that, that was like the first like sign that, wow, this stuff really works. Because most people, when you've hit rock bottom twice, I mean, hitting, hitting rock bottom once to take 99% of people out. To do that's it right. twice, you, you probably will never rebound from that financially or mentally or emotionally. Mm. And so, but then, like you say, that being that conduit, like it, it, like once I really started to see the impact I was having on people that I didn't even realize they were paying attention. Wow. You know, athletes reaching out, entertainers reaching out. Things that I assumed that I thought that they knew, but they said, man, I learned this from watching you. You know, mm. hearing the single mothers coming out of a, a bad divorce, you know, being able to, to, to start their business, buy their first home, invest in real estate, just gaining confidence to want to change their situation. It's not even always about accomplishing a financial goal. Some people say, Will, just watching you has helped me to change the way I think. Like that is powerful to me. And that's, you know, because I am human. Sometimes, you know, we still have our ups and downs, but those type of stories is what keeps me going into wanting to continue to operate at a high level because you never know who you're impacting directly or indirectly. And so, um, yeah, man, it, 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 it's, it's just interesting because if I would, if I would look back at my older self from 2005, yeah, everything that I learned going all the way that far back, I would have never assumed that it would have amassed to where I am today. Because again, right. typically most people can't see past two to three months of their life. That's right. So can you imagine someone thinking, and when we talk about setting three to five year goals, five to 10 year goals, most people can't even conceptually think past 12 months because most people are living month to month financially. Most people are one check away from financial ruin. So like, to be able to provide hope for people, showing them these concepts on how it changed my life, showing them how understanding credit can change their entire life, showing them and educating them about entrepreneurship, talking to them about budgeting, investing in real estate, investing in uh, stocks or whatever it may be, like it's, it's just powerful. And just think about it all is information. Mm. Like, it's really just information, but once you actually get immersed in the information and actually go and execute on it, like it's almost impossible for you not to feel like accomplished because most of the time, if you just see an ounce of results, you get addicted to that. And that's what keeps a lot of people going. And so that's why the execution is so important. It's so important. Amazing. So we've talked about how like those changes impacted your ability, but when people are around you, and they talk about, man, you helped me with the credit, you helped me with the way of thinking. What changes do you notice happens in people that are around you? Man, a lot of the, the biggest change is them as the person. Like I've had street dudes, like our, a prime example. I remember I spoke in Jackson, Mississippi. This was back in 2018. And I remember it was this one king, his name was Courtney. And we were outside, we was doing a corner class, and he's out there on the block with a with a with a with a ratchet on his hip. For those mm. who don't know what a ratchet is, that's a gun. Yeah, that's a block. <laughs> <laughs> so he's out there, you know what I'm saying, taking in the information, arms crossed, like stupor on some like, you know, whatever, whatever, right? Yeah. And I remember one of my aunts went to that he went to a church with one of my aunts. And my uh -huh. aunt came to me about two years later and said, hey, do you remember this guy named Courtney? And I was like, oh, not really. And then she described and told me, he said he was the one that was there that had the gun and all of that. And I was like, oh yeah. She was like, do you know he completely changed his life? Wow. He got his real estate license. He started a business. 
And he actually started speaking to the youth about financial literacy. Like when you can help someone impact to where they they come when they where they where they want to change their entire life, and now I'm a he's a direct reflection in his community of everything he learned from me in a two hour time span. Incredible. Some people are around gifted individuals their entire lives and never change. Mm. Think about it. And in two hours, I had an impact on that individual that not only changed his life, but imagine the impact he's having with other people who were probably in his circle that were on the streets, that were potentially on their way to death, that were potentially on their way to prison. Like, that's powerful, man. That's powerful. Yeah, and the thing about it, too, is that they can relate because they seen his come up. They seen, you know, what kind of life he led. So when they see that change in him, that's automatically going to produce a change in all of them too as well. You know, it's that domino effect. Uh, you're pouring into these people, right? And you're changing people's lives. You know, you, you have the weed management. You're helping tens of thousands of people, credit restoration, business funding, helping them get into uh, real estate. Who pours into you so that not only are you able to maintain that edge, but, you know, to be honest, as a male, as a black, you know, as an entrepreneur, you need all the edges, you know, yeah. to, to really be able to cut through all the noise and have that momentum and to be able to uh, accumulate results. But who are some of the people or things that pour into you that help you uh, with that edge and, and iron sharpens iron and allows you to go out into this world? That a lot of time, you know, it's easy for people to fall, but allows you to go out there and keep building. Man, that's a very great question. So, the first, the first, you know, answer to that is, of course, I have coaches and mentors. But I tell everybody, my secret sauce is, is I, I, I have a therapist. Because here's the thing: just because we've amassed a certain level of success or made some money, that doesn't mean all of our traumas are healed. You know what I'm saying? And like you mentioned, being a black man, there's still a certain level of threat that I deal with every single day. And mm. so for me to be able to operate at a high level, I have to make sure that I have some type of clarity. So, you know, all of us, especially coming from the communities that we come from, we've dealt with some type, we dealt, we have dealt with or still currently deal with some level of PTSD. And so my therapist helps me deal with some of the social anxieties that we have to deal with, because let's be brutally honest, when you're dealing with people and you're dealing with energies and you're dealing with other people's sadness and other people's traumas and other people's financial uh, pitfalls and other people's divorces and all of these different things that can weigh on you. It does. That weighs on you. And so uh, about three years ago, I started seeking therapy, not from a standpoint of saying, hey, I'm going crazy, but someone that can help me balance out my mental health. You see what I'm exactly. saying? Because I've seen so many people who've created so much success and they were miserable. Think about it, Anthony Bourdain, I believe that was his name. Yep. The, the, the chef That's right. committed suicide. You know, the black Miss USA, suicide. Like I think about all of these individuals who, cre who, who have these vices and go to like, all of these things and end up committing suicide from the outside looking in we assume that they're happy because they're making money no it's because we're still dealing with trauma we're still we still have issues and so i would say between my business coaches and and, and my therapist man like that's what keeps me going and then of course keeping a, a positive circle around me like i don't deal with anyone who is not for the betterment of will roundtree and not saying i'm looking for yes men or yes women is that, you know, I want us to have similarities in like how we think. Like I can't say, hey, I want to eventually, you know, accomplish this, but you know, the dialogue over here is about destruction. Like no, exactly. like, those ideologies don't even align. And so it, it, it really is a, 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 a community effort with the individuals who I choose to have in my life, the individuals who choose to to allow me in their life and, and we try to figure out how we can co cohesive bring that cohesiveness together but yeah my, between my business coaches my life coaches and my therapists man yeah and you know the 
the whole side of therapy, you know, we're seeing people come out, these uh, Charlemagne the Gods, you know, um, and talking about, you know, the importance of that. And, you know, a lot of times, like, man, come on, man, wipe them tears away, stay strong, man, X, Y, Z. But we're, we're dealing in a, a complex world whereby, like you said, there's a lot of different energies. There's systematic racism, there's things that, you know, uh, you don't even know how to really categorize or identify, but yet we still have to keep pushing it and, and drive and, and, and be those individuals because when I think about it and, and look at the overall, you know, especially as black men, you know, we're the ones that, if you look at the black females, of course they're going through things, but they're so advanced, you know, the, in terms of entrepreneurship, in terms of really driving forward, collaborating with each other. We as individuals, as the as the black, I was saying, I, I always say like brothers, 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 we gotta we gotta huddle up because these women out here. They are killing the game up, down, left, right. But one thing that you said that was really key that stuck out to me was that you said, if they're not for Will Roundtree, if you're talking about progress and they're over there talking about destruction, then you, you have to cut that off. And that reminds me of what Steve Harvey said too as well, where he said, hey, if I talk and describe a vision, I know it's going to be difficult. Don't tell me how it's not going to happen. Tell me how it will happen. Um, talk about that process of bringing that vision, because obviously you have this YouTube channel that is incredible, right? You have right. this podcast that's incredible. Instagram, all those are visions. Those are manifestations, your thoughts, your ideas brought cohesively into reality that is now impacting hundreds of thousands of people on a daily basis. What did you have to build, you know, or put together the teams or the, the the camera equipment to have those things manifest? Like talk about like the the project management or even like, okay, this is the idea. I'm gonna talk to Tom, I'm gonna talk to Ashley and we're gonna get this up and running. Great question. Here's the beautiful thing about life we get to pick and choose who we want to be on our journey. Like, mm. I'm not in the business of convincing you of anything because again, remember, it's my vision. So I'm not there to convince you to buy into my vision. I only want to be around people who, who share my vision. Wow. You know, and so in the book, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, it talks about the law of, 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 of the vision. Why would I want to sit and try to be around a bunch of people to convince them on why I see greatness in them? Mm. Why would I want to be around a bunch of people to try to convince them on why we should want better in life? Why we should be better husbands? Why we should be better fathers? Why we should be better businessmen or businesswomen? Mm -hmm. Why would I try to convince someone to, to want better? As opposed to taking the path of least resistance and being and immersing myself with people who share that commonality. Exactly. So it's really easy and simple for me. <laughs> I don't put myself where I'm not wanted. And I think that once people understand that, and it goes back to even in a book, Think and Grow Rich, they say one of the top reasons people fail in business is trying to convince their friends, family, and relatives. Wow. Once we over once we overstand that concept. It makes it easier to get out of your own way and stop trying to convince people to buy into something that you know they need. So even when people call our offices, we're not trying to convince them why they need to fix their credit. Mm. We're not we're not lowering our prices just to get a client. We're not like we're not doing all of these things to fit in and to be constructed into your expectation. Look, we know your situation is dire. We understand that you're one situation away from filing bankruptcy. You're one situation from being homeless. You're one situation. So why try to convince you of that? You know, we understand you said when you were a kid, you were going to be this superhero. But then you became an adult and you stopped believing everything you believed when you were a child. It's called exactly. dreaming. Why do I have to convince you that your dreams can come true? Look. I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I was told by the age of 21, I'd be dead or in jail. Mm. But I, I, 
I got around people who saw more in me than I saw in myself at the time that I started to believe that. They didn't have to convince me that I was going down a path of destruction. And so once I started to believe that, then I put myself around other people who also continue to pour into me. So it was easy for me to elevate. See, most of us are fighting a lose-lose battle because we're trying to, we're, we're battling greatness. Meaning that we're battling the greatness within ourselves. And this is why mental health is so important and why I believe in, in therapy and in business coaches and accountability partners, because they help to remind you, look, you're great, Will. Exactly. Will, you, don't, you know what I'm saying? And so it's really easy for me to do so because I don't put myself in situations and scenarios, like you say, for people who, who, who are going to tell me, how are you going to do that? Exactly. You know, or even subconsciously. Because 100%. sometimes, yeah, people say subconsciously, even though in your face, they may act as if, yo, we're here for you. But subconsciously, they have that dead weight. So they're subconsciously pulling you down without you even realizing it. Well, here's the thing. That dead weight is really them telling themselves that they can't do it. Exactly. I don't. I, when I first told, I remember when I first left corporate America, you know, eventually I had to go back. But the first time I left, my my manager told me, you'll be back because everyone who's tried this did. Mm -hmm. But I never bought into that. You know how many people told me that this credit thing would never work? Wow. You know how many people told me it was impossible to make millions of dollars in the credit space? You know how many people told me that it was not possible for me to be a full-time entrepreneur? Like, I've always been able I've never bought into what other people told me about myself because mm. again, it's not their vision. It's not. It's not their vision. They're projecting their insecurities, their inabilities, their lack of vision, their lack of of of, of whatever. They're trying to project that on me. I don't buy. I don't subscribe to other people's channels. Oh, only I only subscribe to my own philosophies. Incredible. Incredible. Uh. Even as I'm doing this podcast, we, I think we've literally just scratched the surface. We didn't even talk about credit or anything <laughs> of that. Uh, <laughs> but I think one thing that we're seeing here and the listeners can really value is the incredible power of your mindset. Like, and I can tell talking to you that it's 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 sharpened. It's something that it's hungry. It's it's learning. Like it's. Yeah, animal with that mindset. You ain't gonna let nothing, nobody, anything that is trying to bring you down accomplish that task. And I think that's something that we all need. You know, too often we get comfortable in life. Too often we let other people's doubts, insecurities, fears, and worries. Like you just said, you know, we take it on as our identity, and then we live life like that with these fears and things. Oh, you can't do that. Who does that? I ain't never seen nobody do something like that. Especially in our community, whereby they're not used to seeing success, except if you're an entertainer, except if you're an athlete, you know, something of that nature. So, uh, you know, as we begin to wrap up, this mindset is so incredibly powerful. It shapes not just you, the people around you, the generations, the legacies. It's really something that impacts all of history when you really think about it, because the change you make today is going to affect Bart, it's going to affect his wife, it's going to affect the kids, kids, kids for all generations. Um, what are for people that are saying, you know what, I, I, I listen to Will, I want to go ahead work with him. I want to get my credit restored. I want to go get business funding. I want to go ahead and just get him as a business coach or anything of that nature. What's the best route for people to get in touch with you? Yeah. Before, before I answer that, I got to touch on something that you said. You said that it changed almost the DNA of us as human beings. Think about where we came from, from slavery. Mm. Our DNA got structured by the mindset that our slave Ooh. masters Jeez. indoctrinated us with. So most of us are operating from an oppressed state of mind because of what our, incest our ancestors passed down to us. Mm. But can you imagine we could change an entire generation by changing this? Our mindset. That's why like, I, I have such a conviction and I don't let anything penetrate 
what I've worked so hard to change because I've invested a lot of money into this, not even just financially, but my time. Exactly. You know, and so but if you want to follow me, you can, you know, uh, follow me across all social media platforms at Mr. Will Roundtree. Uh, I've I recently just got on TikTok. You're not gonna see me do no dances or anything <laughs> like that. I'm still dropping some knowledge. Uh, you know, YouTube got over you know 150 videos of, of good content. My podcast, of course, Instagram, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn. So pretty much uh, Twitter. So again, at Mr. Will Roundtree across all social media platforms. From there, you can get to any one of my different. Uh, 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 channels of getting access to me, my courses, our programs, my team. I have a team of probably about 40, almost 40 individuals within my organization and, 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 and we're very accessible. And so uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to, to, to be able to interact and, and, and maybe we'll be coming to a city near you. Incredible. Um, any last things? And guys, we're going to give you guys straight access, direct links to that. And one thing I can say from talking to Will is this, uh, conviction is incredible. As I'm talking to him over and video, I just, I feel it. It feels like a vortex. It feels like a anomaly, like a phenomenon and it's drawing in and I can see why you're going to tear up history, man. You really going to tear up history. It's, it's, it's already happening, you know, and you exist for a reason. So, and I've seen your content. It's so polished. The, the substance that's in it is so rich. It's extremely high quality. You know, and I think that individuals, we have eyes for quality. People can sense when something is quality. So people can also sense, hey, this guy is extreme quality. And I can't wait to see not just what you've been doing, but in the future, those rooms that you're going to be in, those people that you're going to be talking to, those business ventures that you're going to be doing with them, or even the relationships that are going to be built with individuals that are similar to you, but they have consolidated that mindset. They have been through the experiences. They know how to stay on top. They're, they're cutting edge. You know, they've developed uh, a mindset that allow them to operate within the noise, but build massively. Um, for people that are just listening, is there anything that you want to get off your chest? Anything that you want to say? So I'll tell you something that changed my life. Well, a lot of things changed my life and thank you for, you know, just that admiration and, and speaking things into fruition. And so I definitely appreciate that King. But one of the biggest things that changed my life is I learned how to make decisions. Mm. Because think about it. One of the hardest things in life is, is change. And I had to face reality and understand that I had to change. Like, think about it. A lot of people who made money, whether it's in entertainment and in sports, typically they fall back into the trappings of life because they're, they're, they don't want to change where they came from. They don't mm. want to change who, 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 who they're becoming. Like Benny Siegel had a, 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 a interview on uh, Drink Champs where he yeah. talked about he's the epitome of where keeping it real went wrong. Mm. He, was trying, he was trying to be the same person because he didn't want to make the decisions to change. And sometimes that decision comes with making a decision to be a better person, a decision to, to, to making, uh, 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 creating different results. That's and so right. I often say, you are where you are today based upon the decisions that you chose to make or that you did not make three to five years ago. That's right. And if you want your next three to five years to be different, you have to make different decisions. So when people are like, oh, I'm scared to, to, to work on my credit, you have to change that. You have to make decisions and say, you know what? How do I become more financially astute? How can I get different rooms? How can I even make a decision to even want to invest in myself? Some of us don't want to invest in ourselves. At nope. least the investment that gives us the ROI, we'll invest in going to dinners and vacations and shopping. We'll do all of that. We'll make decisions to do those things. But when it comes to wanting to change our lives, we have to start making different decisions. So if I, if I would have to leave 
everybody with something. It's about learning how to make different decisions that will impact your life, you know, to have an ROI on your result of what it is that you want to change in your life. Awesome. Uh, I normally don't ask people this question, but I just feel so compelled to ask. It's the funeral. Somebody comes up, uh, get in the casket. Somebody comes up and they start to give the eulogy. What does that eulogy sound like? I want people to I want people to say Will Roundtree was a trailblazer. He was fearless. He he, he changed the culture. He changed the fabric of how we look at financial literacy. He changed the fabric of how we understand the power of thinking. Wow. Like, I, I really want to be known as, as that trailblazer for our community, man. Incredible. You guys heard it from Mr. Will Roundtree himself. Make sure you go cop his books. Look, the shit they don't tell you, you know. <laughs> guys, look. Credit is king. Transform your credit to royalty. But even one thing I started telling people, feed off of him. Go tune into his Instagram, to his TikTok, to his YouTube channel, to his podcast. Especially because... Look, they told him he wasn't going to make it past 20-something years old. But look at what he's doing today. Millions of dollars impacting hundreds of thousands of people's lives. Something is working, right? And there's so much that can be acquired and learned. Us people who we're in our 20s, your 30s, your 40s, whatever age that you're at, Will is not just speaking it, but he's the living embodiment. Like he said, trailblazer. And I can tell anybody who comes in, taps in, tunes in, listens to you, watches, there's no way their mindset is not going to be changed. So not only that, but make sure if your credit needs restoration, if you're looking for real estate investment, or this is a great person. Not just a great person, but a legend in the making, for real. And these are the things that uh, Victor Antonio said, look at who's the best of the best. Go emulate them, go learn from them. Go invest into them so you can invest into your future. And Will is definitely one of those individuals. No questions over. Man, I appreciate that. Thank you. I had an incredible time and, 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 and look forward to what the future looks like for all of us. So thank you. Awesome. Until next time, my masterminders. Look, don't wait. You guys have direct access to the links. Go ahead and tap in, tap in, tap in. Thank you for listening to the Mastermind Your Life podcast with Tolu Owoyemi. We hope you enjoy. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform and follow Tolu on Instagram at T-O-L-U dot O-W-O-Y-E-M-I. Keep mastering your life and we'll see you here next time.